A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. In this podcast, I talk about Borough's win against Barnsley. I talk about Brentford and their mixed campaign this season, along with tactics, predicted lineups, and that all-important score prediction. This is the Borough Breakdown. I'm Johnny Bullock. Let's get right down to it. Welcome back to the Borough Breakdown with me, Johnny Bullock. Um, As always, I want to kick things off and... And talk about Borough's previous game. And of course that was against Barnsley. Um, and I thought the performance against Barnsley was was excellent. You know, especially in the first half. Uh, I've said in recent weeks that Borough have to come out the blocks quite quickly. And grab that all important first goal. And we very much did that within 50 seconds, didn't we? I was quite actually surprised in how we started the game. Um, especially against Leeds when we, we tried that pass to Traore and just give the ball away within about a second, which was quite bizarre. But it worked this time. Traore did his, his usual run, won the throw in, got, knocked it back to, to Shot and Shot and knocked it in for Viala. And the, 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 the rest is history, as we could say it. But not just the start. I thought the first half we moved the ball very, very well. You know, it was very much quick interchanging, passing, the movement on and off the ball was simply excellent. And not many fans watched the players' movement off the ball. Um, But what Bora did was they kept the play, well, the pitch rather, quite big, you know, trying to stretch the the Barnsley uh, team. And we were able to create pockets of space and overload the wing-backs and getting behind them and very much score the goals that we did. Um, but even with movement off the ball, we even when we lost it as well, I was very impressed on how we won it back again. You know the player I've got in mind, Mohamed Bezic, was absolutely instrumental again, along with Adam Clayton. Um, they very much picked up the pieces uh, in the first half. I think Houston played excellent as well, so I think the whole team were, were great. But I'm singling out Bezic and Clayton just because they were able to to pick up on that second ball, create a big challenge as well, make hit that big challenge in, and you know breathe the confidence in the team. And once you know one one of your players, you'll notice if if you play as well, if one of your teammates makes a big challenge, wins the ball back. It gives you the confidence to kick on with the game and it can maybe spark momentum to get a goal as well. Um, 
I thought we just played balance off the pitch first half and you know the the game was finished at half time in my opinion I just couldn't see how Barnsley were going to get back into it even in the last preview as well when I mentioned that Barnsley could potentially be a banana skin you know when with their new possession style of course and you know, with that possession style, they'll try and play it side to side. And they did that second half. You know, there, there is spells in games where the opposition will get time on the ball. And they very much did what we expected them to do. Um, they scored, you know, quite a poor goal. Randolph is very much to blame to it. But the ball, I was right behind it when the lad struck it. Um, it swerved a hell of a lot. Um, but, you know... You'd expect Randolph to do better in that, but the win's a win. It should have been four. I felt sorry for Lewis Baker um, when Traore ran through and Baker's absolutely screaming for it, and I was just I couldn't believe he didn't pass. But you know, it's he's full of confidence. So and the game was finished, so it it didn't really matter. But I think it would have done Lewis Baker a world of good, of course. However. After the game, um, I was, you know, getting in my car, driving home, and I heard like fans just, uh, a fan moaning about how Bora were playing in the second half, and you just think, you've won th- three one, won three out of our last four games, score three goals again in the game, we're in the playoffs quite comfortably. How can you possibly moan? But yeah, there's always one that just seems like Millsborough have to be better than Barcelona, but than the Real Madrids of the world, but even the Man Cities as well. But we're not going to be at that level anytime soon. So you know, there's only very much one or two teams, and I think it's the teams I mentioned that can really dictate a game for a full ninety minutes, and we just don't have that ability. But we killed the game. We played very well, um, and we're in the playoff places, of course, but. I think we have to take that with a pinch of salt, you know, being in the playoff places at the moment. There's still a long, long way to go, and we've got a difficult run in as well. But, you know, you've got to have that mentality, and you hear it all the time, of taking one game at a time, every night every 90 minutes is vital towards the end of the season. You know, you've got to try and pick up as much points as you can. That kind of cliches that will get thrown about, Every single game we play until the end of the season by Tony Pulis, and I don't blame him either. But we've re- we've got a very very tough run, and I know I'm, I touched on this in the previous podcast. Um, with obviously Millwall breathing on everyone's next to the minute, they just seem to be on an absolute rampage at the minute. You know, you've got Sheffield United, you've got Derby that are with us as well, who are going to be looking for points to try and keep in the position. Got Preston, of course. It's going to be a very, very, very difficult, you know, running for us, and it very much starts against Brentford, you know. Even though they've kind of had a a bit of a, I would say a, a mixed season, um, you know, they've played well in games and they've also been quite poor as well. Um, but I I watched them uh, earlier on in the week against Cardiff, um, just very much for this podcast in mind um, and I thought they initially set off, well started the game quite well and started to move the ball around quite quickly like they have been this season under Dean Smith they got the goal of course and 
and you thought, oh, right, this they're going to gain a bit of confidence here and they're going to try and take this into the game against Borough and I was kind of shitting it a little bit, thinking, well, this could potentially be another banana skin for us. And, but after about 10 minutes, Cardiff grew in the game and they were just absolutely ruthless. Three goals, they were excellent. It's game over, job done. And in other in other weeks, you know, you think, well, Cardiff might miss those chances, and you take confidence from that, and you go on to win the game two uh, 0 from a, a silly mistake. But the way Cardiff are playing at the moment, you can't give them any room to play at all because they'll just be, you know, like I said, they'll be relentless and ruthless, and they'll they'll take the game to you and they'll win. And they very much did that, but. I know for a fact if you're playing in that Brentford team, you want to put the result right against Borough. Start the game off quite quickly, get the early goal, let the dust settle and try and make things difficult for one of your direct rivals, of course. So this kind of leads me on to to Brentford really and the tactics which they could implement on Saturday um, I think Dean Smith will probably set Brentford up in the in the 4-2-3-1 formation like he pretty much has all season um, but what Brentford have, have been very very good at this year um, and we've seen it at the Riverside uh, you're on is their use of wing play um, and especially through their left midfielder Ollie Watkins he's been instrumental for Brentford this season, he is their top scorer, of course, and they did sign him from I think it might have been late in Orient earlier on in this um in the in the summer. But you know they what they're very very good at um, with that wing play is that short interplay passing, spreading the ball quite wide, um, for either across to come into the box, or you know to create that that long that long term that long that long efforts really. Um but at the Riverside earlier on this season, you know, they absolutely murdered us, Brentford. You know, they absolutely murdered us. I know it was a two two draw of course, but they should have really won the game. Um we were very lucky to score from Braithwaite's volley and, you know, Fabio scoring. I think Fabio might be in the team uh when the squad on Saturday, but they should have killed the game off. And what they did very well was they created that that space in midfield and cut us apart with just short bang 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 passing. It was very very good to see at the team play that type of style of play, but unfortunately they've been just very very inconsistent this season. Um, and it's quite you'd be very upset if you were well not very upset and distraught if you're a Brentford fan, but you'd be very frustrated because you could have been so much more. Um, of what they're doing, but the season's over, of course, and they can still make the playoffs. But it's been quite frustrating for them. However, you know they can be a very difficult side to play against Brentford. Um, even if our record speaks a, a little bit differently um, on our head-to-head stats, but you know that it's going to be a very tough game. I think they'll maintain possession of the ball. They'll try and play in our half. They'll try and spread the midfield. So what Borough must do quite quickly is to stop 
that second pass getting in, you know, allow the first pass in in our half, that second pass you press. Get in, get the challenge in quite early and try and counter-attack them with pace, of course. But the main issue with Brentford this season isn't, you know, their, their stylish play and scoring goals. It's very much their ability to maintain that lead. You know, there's been so many times this season where they should have been home and dry and they haven't been able to, to one, finish their chances and at the Riverside was a prime example. They should have been 3 or 4-0 up um, before we even scored the, our goal. Um, and, and 2 is defending that lead. And not even the Riverside, but Cardiff was a fine example of that, you know, earlier on in the week. You know that saying that you're probably your most vulnerable when you've just scored. Brentford are that team. They are so vulnerable. They just seem to lack that concentration needed for that onslaught within that first 10 minutes. As soon as you score, you've got to be prepared prepared to have your back against the wall, against any... And Borough should really take that as an advantage. You know, we have that ability at the moment to score goals um, and as we're scoring, you know, pretty much three a game at the minute. Three minute, three games are very much a given. You know, we have to play to our strengths if we do go goal down and try and use set plays to get back into the game. We seen earlier on in the season when Brentford gave up, well allowed us to come back in the game through sloppy set piece, a sloppy set piece. Um, they've been poor at defending set pieces all season, and. They're going on to play a Tony Pulis team that are very good at set pieces now. You know, we have the throw in from Shotton, we have the throw in from Friend, we've got the corner where Gibson runs to the front, and, and essentially what that does is when Gibson runs to the front, two players run at the centre, and it should leave Ayala free at the back post. Fine example of that was, was Barnsley at the weekend after 50 seconds, so. We should really look to our set pieces um, if we were to to go goal behind, but also use a counter attack as well. You know they're going to be committing a lot of men forward, especially with their their passing style of play and their wing backs trying to push forward as well. What we could essentially do is try and keep tight um, within that midfield, press the second the second ball, win it counter-attack with pace you know if they're going to leave the wing backs up it should be an absolute field day for Traore and it should be a field day for Downing as well and not just that, those two but the team the team in general you know with the beauty of teams pushing wing backs on is that it just leaves you prone to a counter-attack with Boris 4-3-3 formation if we were to do that we'd get caught because we're pushing six men forward However, with Brentford, they'll be generally pushing full up top just because of their formulation of the 3-1. The um, but they try and play. In, in a game, it, it's quite bizarre. So they'll play the two centre-backs. They'll play wing-backs who will connect with the two defensive midfielders. So it's like a 2 full 3 one formation when they do have the ball. Without it, it's more of a full 2 3 one so when Borat do eventually get the ball, they're very much prone. They're going to have two men back, and it'll be very much like a 2v3 if we were 
to do that, of course. So, obviously, this leads me on to very much with Middlesbrough side of the game, and I know I've, I've touched on the the counter attack and the set pieces that we can use. And however, there's there's one man who I think we should very much touch on, and you think it's I'm going to say Bezic, but it's not. It's going to be Adam Clayton. What Clayton can do in this game is if if Brentford have the ball, is just sit him with the back foot and create a five. And with, with that five, what he'll do is try and soak up the pressure of, of them, you know, of having the ball, but also it'll take away that long shot opportunity which they've been trying to do throughout the season. You know, they do score quite a lot of goals outside the box, Brentford, um, just due to the short pass, and it creates a space in the final third, and they'll try and put a shot away. And they'll try and do that. So what can they do? You can try and just not slip in with the back back four, but be very much a cover and cut that off. Essentially, allow Bezic and Housen to to very much snap their midfielders, win the ball back, and pass the ball forward. And that's how I think I think Bora should play. Very much keep the four three three formation. I don't think that really matters as much at the moment. Um, against against teams, you know, formations do play a part. You know, if you go and play Man City and play 5-4-1, you kind of know what you're setting out to do. And it would make sense to to play that formation because they're so good at the minute. But in the Championship, I don't think it's, it's, it's much relevant, if that's probably the best word to put it. The 4-3-3 at the moment is very much settled in Borough's system and it seems to be working. I know there's initial concerns when we we play it against Cardiff. I don't think that's a formation to play against them. Um, that's probably more relevant. But against teams like Brentford who try and you know play this play their style, I don't think a formation really matters that too much. But we've got something at the moment and it, it seems to be working. So this kind of really leads me on to more of the, the predicted lineups. Of course, I'll, I'll start off with Brentford. I think they're gonna pretty much play the same team that that lost against Cardiff. You know, um, I think they're they're going to start off with uh, David Bentley in goal. Of course, he's been playing all season. Um, Egan and Mentham, centre back standard. They've been playing like that all season. Barbe left back, and I wouldn't be surprised if Clark kept his position um, at right back at all. However, there's going to be one player I want to touch on who's not playing for Brentford at the minute, and that's Rico Henry. Rico Henry is a very, 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 very good young left mid, uh, left left back. Um, he's going to come through the ranks very quickly in the next few years or so. Wouldn't be surprised if I see him at a Premier League team. He reminds me of Ryan Sessegnon a little bit. He's very quick. He's agile. He likes to bomb forward. He'd be a tremendous signing for Middlesbrough if we were to ever bring him in. But I think he'd, he'd probably be more suited in more of like a Tottenham and a Man City type of style of team. Not those teams necessarily, but that type of style of play. Um, I think he'd, he'd fit in very very well with them. Anyway, I think they'll play with Yanares and, and Woods. In midfield, Ollie Watkins on the left, of course. Um, Sawyer will play in the middle. I think they'll play Josephine, um on the left. I think they'll recall him into the team. 
he played very well against Middlesbrough um, earlier on in the season, and like I mentioned earlier on in this podcast, that the use of the width, uh, the use of the wings, and, and the width that they had, they them, him and Watkins absolutely murders earlier in the season. So I wouldn't be surprised if they started again, and of course they'll play more pay up front. Asabora, um, I think we'll play pretty much the same team that beats Barnsley. Um, we do have doubts, of course. We've got Mohamed Bezicu, who is an extreme doubt, who went off with an injury. Of course, he'd be a huge, huge miss if he wasn't if he was wasn't going to play. But I would see Baker coming into the team if if that was to happen. So it'd be very much it'd be uh, Randolph in goal. I know you said Dimi there, but it'd be Randolph in goal. Be shot on right back, and bear in mind he had an absolute nightmare against Brentford last time. Um, and I slagged him off massively, so it's nice to see he's coming back into form. I think it was against uh, Brentford, anyway, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, shot and play right back, Ayala Gibson, friends. A friend has been slightly niggling as well, so I wouldn't be surprised if Fabio was in this in the squad, but expect friend to start. Three in midfield. You have uh, Clayton. You've got Housen. If Bezic is fit, you'd expect him to start in that midfield three. Traore uh, Bamford down, and there's your final three. Um, of course, there's Ledbetter who could come back into the squad. I know he's been struggling with a bit of a hamstring strain. If he's not 100%, I wouldn't play him. Um, just because we we'll probably need him come end of the season, especially with Bezic as well. If if they're not a hundred percent fit, it's hard. I would probably not play them. It's I know we do have a bit of a break coming up, but I wouldn't want to risk it. Um, they could be really instrumental against teams coming to the end of the season, especially with our playoff run. Um, coming to its climax, you know we we need all the players fit, and we need to try and get as many points on the on the on the ta- on the table as much as you know as much as we can. Try and get into into that position, of course. Um, but anyway, this this as I start to wrap things up now and and move to my score prediction, I like to kind of point out I nearly got it right. Um, against Barnsley, I did say Bamford any time and three 0 So you can see my frustrations when Barnsley went and scored because they didn't look like they were going to score at all against us, but they did. Um, so if you don't believe me about that, call and listen, listen to my last podcast, and towards the end you'll hear me explain that. However, my score prediction against Brentford will be Brentford one, Millsbury two. I do believe. We'll score from Johnny Housen um, this weekend. I don't really want to say who's going to score the second one. I'd hope it's Bamford again, um, just to keep his, his incredible run going. And, you know, give him that new lease of life that he's he's needed. Um, I like to say Bamford, but if it's not Bamford, I don't really care. I don't care if it goes off Randolph and goes in. Uh, I don't care if it goes off one of a Brentford defender. Um, as long as we pick up the three points, that's all that matters. Um, but thank you very much for listening to the podcast um, today. My throat is absolutely killing me because I'm still recovering from tonsillitis. So I, I'm going to wrap this up. But thank you very much. As always, please share, comment, like, 
direct message me on Twitter if you need me um, at Johnny Bullock number one. Um, and just give us advice or how would you would like to position this podcast or how would you like to change it. Um, because we do want to make it more of a show, of course, and make it enjoyable for you, the listener, as well. Um, in the next coming podcast, we do have the owner of the Everything MFC page, Dana. She's going to be coming on, um, and we're going to have a really good chat um, just about the page and about her and her experiences with Middlesbrough Football Club as well. So do tune in for that. That's going to be coming in the next few weeks or so. And we're also trying to work out on getting some guests from ex-players as well on the podcast as well. So thank you very much again for listening. This is The Borough Breakdown. I'm Johnny Bullock. Thank you very much again for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 